oh, Canada? More like, oh, say can you see, right, Quinn Hughes? Coming up next, I'm going to tell you why the Canucks are America's team heading into the 2023-24 season. That's coming up next on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily High Vancouver. And one half of the team here at Locked On Canucks, well, guess what? I'm 100% of the Locked On Canucks recording today. No Kyle Bowen. You know what they say. No problem. Just kidding. I need this guy, man, or else this episode ain't hitting the airwaves. Before we dive into the episode, I got to tell you, Go make sure you check out FanDuel. That's who the episode is brought to you by, FanDuel. They are the official sportsbook of Locked On. Go make every moment more because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And before we dive into today's episode, I got to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day your canucks every day go make sure you subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts now casual fans of the nhl you probably know but there's seven of the 32 teams in our beautiful league are canadian okay so just under one quarter of the league but the vancouver canucks they might just be an american team okay because this roster is loaded with American talent. That's what I want to dive into today because the Canucks, when you look at this roster right now, they are one of the most American-heavy teams in the NHL. So a couple quick numbers for you, okay? At the beginning of the 2022-23 season, about 41% of NHLers were Canadian. About 29% of NHLers were American, okay? You look at the Canucks right now and... The way I look at it, they have about 16 or 17 of their roster spots filled up, depending on the status of Ilya Mikhaev, who has still not rejoined the team uh, as per latest reports. But of those 17 players who are locks, locks to make the team, nine of them are American. So let me tell you this right now for your Vancouver Canucks, you know, up here in the great white north, over half the team is American. It's unbelievable, okay? So let me let me go through a bit of a power rankings here in terms of uh, Americans on the Canucks who are locked into a roster spot right now from most to least important. Uh, shout out to the guys at the bottom of the list because you're still important, okay? You're still an NHL player. You're still playing NHL games, okay? Uh, and I will lay it out before I get into those rankings later on in the episode. I do want to talk about some Americans that are on the roster bubble. So yeah, the Canucks might have even more the nine Americans in their lineup next season. And we're still going to end off in comment corner, even though Kyle's not here. You know, I got to give a shout out to the commenters. Okay. Posts and comments on our latest episode. Again, we love when you interact with us on YouTube. You can even comment on Spotify now. Okay. Technology. It's a crazy thing. So here are the nine Americans who are locks to be on the Canucks roster right now. So Quinn Hughes goes without saying captain of the team, JT Miller, Thatcher Demko. So here's something interesting to think about, right? When we think about the most important players on the Vancouver Canucks, you know, Elias Pedersen obviously is the top of that list. But then I'd say you have these three guys. It's Quinn Hughes, 
JT Miller and Thatcher Demko, right? Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko, they really are the pillars of the Canucks in the future and in the present, right? You know, Pedersen is that number one center, um, could challenge for the heart, to be honest. He has that skill. Quinn Hughes, you look at most lists right now in terms of picking a Norris winner or betting on a Norris winner heading into 2023-24. Quinn Hughes is about top five in terms of odds to win the Norris. Uh, so one of the best defensemen in the NHL. And then Thatcher Demko, the biggest wild card on the team. Uh, getting a bit of disrespect. Every every dayers know that on our program. Uh, people kind of forgetting how good Thatcher Demko can be because he wasn't very good last season. And even uh, we had the lockdown Senators boys on last week. Uh, Ross Levitt was chirping uh, Thatcher Demko and his 901 save percentage last season. Um, but Thatcher Demko, you know, since becoming a starter in the 2020-21 season, has been one of the better goalies in hockey. So you have your pillars on this team. And then on top of that, JT Miller, aside from those three pillars, is probably the most important, if not just the best player, um, aside from Hughes, Pedersen, and Demko. So three of your four pillars on this team are American, right? It's um, a very American-heavy lineup for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, so after Hughes and Miller and Demko, there's still six other Americans who are locks on this team, right? Again, over half the half the team right now is American. America. So you look at the rest here. You got Brock Besser, Connor Garland. Um, again, two top six wingers. Uh, Garland looks like he might play on the third line. He's been paired with Pius Pius Suter. I gotta get that pronunciation right, okay? Pius Pius Suter of Switzerland. Uh, the two of them have been paired together, Suter and Garland. Uh, so he could be on the Canucks' third line, although he's got that top six talent. Uh, and Brock Besser, I still think he should be playing with Pedersen and Kuzmenko, but talk, it seems to like that Miller-Besser combo. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, and then at rank coming in at number six on my Canuck American rankings, I have Ian Cole. Okay, Ian Cole expected to play a top four role for the Canucks heading into this season, and he did so last year in Tampa Bay. Look, I know he's 34 years old, he is the second oldest player on this team, aside from Matt Irwin, showed it to Victoria, BC. Uh, Matt Irwin, 35 years old, but Ian Cole will be the oldest member of the Canucks who looks to play an everyday role. And it's going to be an important one. I mean, he's been paired alongside Phil Pronick at training camp. You know, that's what your boy Begsy here wanted to see the Canucks do, because I think Pronick needs that stable partner, and Cole is that guy. Um, really successful in the for the Tampa Bay Lightning on the penalty kill last season. Uh, and a solid top four defenseman, even at this point of his career, being 20, uh, 34 years old. Uh, number seven, I have Casey DeSmith, um, ahead of a couple other notable Americans on the Canucks. But Casey DeSmith is an important guy because the Canucks need someone behind Thatcher Demko to win some games. Not just win some games, steal some games potentially. I'm still not sold on this defense, you know. Even if uh, Ian Cole is in town now, I'm not sold on this Canucks defense being anything more than average. And I think if they're average, that's probably a good spot to be. Um, but Casey DeSmith, he's probably going to play 25, 30 games. Hopefully that's all he plays as long as he performs up to par and Demko's healthy. Those are two big things for the Canucks this season. Um, but Casey DeSmith, you know, he's shown in the past that he's been an above average goaltender. Last season was really the first year that he was hovering right around league average. Um, according to hockey reference, he allowed 0.0. He, Saved 0.04 goals more than expected, so basically right on league average. But in his four seasons prior to that in Pittsburgh, he was an above-average backup. The Canucks need him to be at least an average backup going into next season. Hopefully, he's more than that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they made this trade. 
um, you know, getting out of the Pearson situation, not having to wave him. Uh, that was certainly a factor in that too. But uh, DeSmith's got the track record of being a good backup. Uh, at number eight on the list, I have Dakota Joshua. Again, shout out to Rick Tockett, uh, who said that this guy could score 20 goals. If he scores 20 goals next season, he might climb this list. But he's important to the Canucks because the Canucks don't have a lot of guys like Dakota Joshua. Uh, Dakota Joshua, again, in his first NA, full NHL season last year, got better as the year went on, uh, added penalty killing to his repertoire, repertoire uh, scored over 10 goals, and even ended the season playing with uh, Pedersen and Kuzmenko a little bit. So um, I don't think Joshua, actually, I thought Joshua was one of the weaker players in the Canucks for his preseason game. But that being said, I think he's still locked to make this team because the Canucks just don't have a lot of big physical guys to play in their bottom six. So I think Dakota Joshua's job is pretty safe. I consider him a roster lock heading into the season. And then can you guess the last American that I haven't mentioned yet? Coming in at number nine on the Canucks American power rankings is big old Tyler Myers. Okay. Uh, he's first on the Canucks in terms of height, but he's last in terms of American sort important to this team. Um, I think Tyler Myers should be nothing more than a bottom pairing defenseman. The contract doesn't matter. I mean, at least the glass half full is that. The Canucks have gotten out of a lot of those contracts. Uh, but that's it. Those are your Americans on the Canucks right now. I did want to point out that the team that had the most Americans last season, the team that tried to be America's team, was the Chicago Blackhawks. So around opening night last season, the Blackhawks had 13 Americans on their roster. Um, so, I mean, the Blackhawks were definitely going for the first overall pick. But I guess they're trying to win some brownie points by being America's team, okay? But if you want to look at the average, right? If you just do the simple math, you know, 29% of the NHL is American. That means they're between six and seven Americans on every team. And the Canucks have nine of 17 of the spots locked up right now by Americans. But this is a good segue into segment two because the Canucks do have a few more Americans who are on the roster bubble. I'm going to talk about those guys next and give you their odds of making the Canucks out of camp. But first, I gotta tell you, go check out FanDuel, okay? Because if you wanna snap into NFL action this season, if you wanna throw a few bucks down on NFL football, do so with FanDuel. They are America's number one sportsbook because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You know, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. You know, part of that bias is because NFL football is here, okay? I heard Kyle do the ad yesterday talking about his Green Bay Packers. And yeah, sure, they uh, they had a comeback against the New Orleans Saints. I know Kyle thinks Jordan Love is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, but uh, they were also just a missed field goal from, from losing that game. And, you know, they were down 17 points in the fourth quarter. Kyle, calm down on your Green Bay Packers. But whether you're a Packers fan or not, you can throw a few bucks for or against the Packers on FanDuel. There's a wide range of betting options on FanDuel, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m., for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, okay. 
I'm back here on Locked on Canucks. No Kyle Bowen today. And I know I said no Kyle, no problem at the top of the show, but I got to give this guy some love, okay? First and foremost, Kyle, you know, he's there for his family. And uh, there's been a couple of times here on Locked on Canucks in the five, six months that we've been doing this where I've been there for my family and I have missed out on recording and Kyle has stepped in. Actually, I remember listening to the, the episode he dropped about Alexis Lafreniere um, and the rumors about him going to the Vancouver Canucks. Again, Emil Castingay, Canucks assistant general manager, uh, was his agent at some point. Um, so the rumors were there around the time my son was born. And I remember listening to that solo episode that Kyle did right after my son was born. Uh, it was my son's first podcast. So um, shout out to my son, Henry. Shout out to Kyle, man. He, could, he couldn't even pronounce Alexis Lafreniere. He kept saying Alex from New York. I mean, he shortened a French guy's name. It's unbelievable, man. Um, but again, we're not we're not here to talk about Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, not here to talk about the New York Rangers. But I am here to talk about more about America's team. And America's team is the Vancouver Canucks. Now, low-key storyline here. Does that mean the Vancouver Canucks can win the Stanley Cup? Is Bettman going to let the Canucks win the Stanley Cup? Because, you know, they're America's team? Maybe. Maybe. It's possible, okay? Um, you know, Gary loves his... Uh, he loves a little America in the NHL. And uh, the Canucks, they got a lot of America in the NHL for sure. So, like I said at the top, you know, the Canucks have nine of their 17 locks on the team right now are American, over half the team. That doesn't even count Tucker Pullman, who's on LTIR, uh, who's also American. So, shout out to Tucker Pullman. One love. Um, hope life is trending in the right direction for him. Um, and if he missed it, the Canucks did say that Tucker Pullman will not play this season. Uh, due to his migraine concussion issues. But these four guys are on the bubble, um, and they could play game. They could start the season with the Canucks, and a few of them are likely to play games for the Canucks next season. Let's start with the guy who played the most NHL games out of this bunch. And for the record, all four of these guys I'm about to mention did play NHL games last season. But the guy who played most was Sheldon Drys, okay? Sheldon Drys had 59 games of NHL experience heading into the 2022-23 season. He ended up playing 63 games last year. Little Sheldon Dries, man. I mean, he's a scrappy dude. Um, from being a couple scrums with him, he's a very articulate, intelligent dude. You can tell he's just happy to have the NHL opportunity, the NHL paycheck. Uh, that's always nice, making a couple hundred thousand dollars more. Not so bad. Thank you very much. Uh, but Sheldon Dries, I think he fills in well in terms of that uh, depth role. He's a good call but he was overmatched last season at third line center role. I mean, as much as you want to cheer for the guy, as much as you love the guy, he was not a good fit for the third line center role. Uh, the Canucks got, you know, fairly outclassed at even strength with him on the ice. Um, he did have some power play two utility, did have 11 goals and 17 points in those 63 games, dropped the gloves a couple of times. And if you're looking for a, a little trivia nugget, uh, Sheldon Dries was the first player to drop the gloves uh, with Rick Tockett as head coach, of the Vancouver Canucks. So, Definitely did what he could to get in his good books, but the fact of the matter is, the Canucks went out and signed Teddy Bluger and P.U. Suter this offseason to bolster their center depth. So uh, I think if Sheldon Dries makes this team, it's going to be in that 13th forward role. And even then, he's kind of competing with guys like Phil DiGiuseppe, Vasily Podkolz, and uh, those types of guys. So Sheldon Dries is going to be in tough to make the team out of camp, but I also want to bet against him because this guy stuck around for 63 games last season. Pretty impressive stuff. I, I will give him, you know, 20% odds of making the team on opening night. I, I just think there's other guys ahead of him right now. And uh, one of many guys who did not look good in the Canucks' first preseason game. 
Uh, this guy also did not look good in the Canucks' first preseason game, and that's Jack Rathbone. There's so much hype around this guy, right? Uh, he was, you know, what was it not last season, the season before, 2021-22, you know, over a point per game in the AHL. And we all just thought he was kind of scratching the surface because, you know, COVID had hampered his development, um, slowed his development. And then I kind of blame the Canucks, to be honest. They botched his development. They had him uh, rotting away in the press box last season. He barely got into game action. And I just don't know if he was coached properly. I don't think Bruce Boudreau was the coach for him because I think Jack Rathbone is the guy who needs to be taught that structure. And in that free-flowing style that Canucks played last season, it really did not work for Jack Rathbone. I mean, he made some home run passes that often got intercepted, just not making the smart play, like trying to just do all, do it all, do too much. I'm rooting for Jack Rathbone, and I think one thing that's interesting to note is, and we do want to touch on the defenseman battles probably on another episode this week here on, on Lockdown Canucks, but Jack Rathbone is one of the only guys uh, among the six guys battling for defenseman spots who's on a one-way contract. So Jack Rathbone, again, he's going to make that $950,000 in actual salary, whether he's in the NHL or the AHL. They kind of signed him to that contract thinking he'd be an NHL defenseman by now, um, which is ironic because I think he's on the outside looking in. Um, I'm going to give this guy, you know, 45% chance of making the team because, you know, it's early in the preseason. Anything can happen. But I think the Canucks, you've seen it from talking and the way he's deployed his lines during training camp. I think they prefer a guy like Guillaume Brisebois. Brisebois. Uh, in the top six on defense. Um, two more guys here who admittedly are long shots a bit. Uh, Aiden McDonough uh, looked great during Young Stars. In fact, he was probably along with Akito Hirose, uh, the best player uh, at Young Stars tournament, not just on the Canucks, but uh, on the four teams that participated between Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. Uh, but I think he needs some AHL seasoning. I mean, the guy's got six professional games now, all with the uh, Vancouver Canucks last season. I think he needs a bit of time with the Abbotsford Canucks. I put his roster odds at 10%. Uh, he'd really have to impress uh, to make the Canucks out of camp. And last but not least, Cole McWard. Now, Cole McWard is an interesting one. Again, probably not going to make the team out of camp, but but hear me out. He led the Canucks in ice time in their preseason game against the Flames earlier this week. He was one of the best players in terms of all the young stars at, at um, the Canucks Young Stars. Um, I mentioned Hirose uh, and McDonough. I'd probably put, you know, Cole McGord and Archie Baines up there as the best Canucks as well. And the other thing that works in Cole McGord's favor is the Canucks' right-handed depth on the blue line is not great. It's not great. We saw that with uh, Noah Juleson and Jet Wu. They were not good in the Canucks' first preseason game. Philip Johansson, uh, in terms of training camp reports, certainly looks like a guy who needs some AHL seasoning. And Cole McGuire didn't look out of place last season in the NHL. I know it was five games. I know it was garbage time at the end of the year. But he's got some poise. He's got some speed. There's a lot of things to like about his game. Uh, I'm putting his roster odds right now at 20%. But I'm not writing this guy off because there's a couple things that are working in his favor right now. We're going to end off the show here on the other side. Did I just say we? Ah, Kyle Bowne. He might not be. Uh, on the recording today, but he's still a part of the show. Okay, Kyle Bowen's the reason this is going to hit the airwaves at 4:20 p.m. Again, make sure you listen to Locked On Canucks. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We got episodes coming out Monday to Friday at 4:20 p.m. Again on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up in the final segment here, going to end off the show with Comment Corner, baby. We save the best for last. I'm pulling two comments today. 
Uh, and they both touched on the debate Kyle and I had yesterday about the Canucks and the preseason, if it matters, if it doesn't matter. What our fans have to say? Find out on the other side here on Locked On Canucks. Hey, we're back here on Locked On Canucks. Again, my name, Trevor Beggs. No Kyle Bowen today, but again, he's uh, he's pushing the show to the airwaves for the people, okay? For the people. What am I doing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just here to talk Canucks with you, and I appreciate you to t- for tuning into this episode of Locked On Canucks. And again, interact with the show, okay? Go comment on YouTube. Go comment on Spotify. Um, one of those platforms, okay? We do love interacting with the commenters. I'm pulling two comments here for Comment Corner, the final segment of the show. This comment comes from GS Keys 2987 He says, as a Steelers fan, I can tell you the preseason means absolutely nothing. If the Canucks have a good start to the season, no one will even remember this. So shout out to GS Keys. He's more on my side of the debate, which was that it's one game. It's one preseason game with a lineup that was AHL worthy, okay? The Canucks were thoroughly overmatched in that game. And you know what? I just don't think it really mattered. Um, you look at, uh, yeah, obviously the roster they had was not up to part of what Calgary put on the ice. But we're talking preseason, baby. Preseason. You know, Allen Iverson, you maybe shouldn't have said practice. He should have said preseason. Um, again, I think evaluating the individual performances was important. Um, you want to see how guys reacted under pressure. And I think the Canucks got a taste of that yesterday. Um, but yeah, it's it's one preseason game. No need to freak out over it. Um, I will say that as devil's advocate to my own take, I probably do this a bit too much. I'm, uh, I see both sides of the equation probably too well sometimes. Um, but you look at the Canucks last preseason, and they weren't good either. I think the Canucks won one preseason game last year, and it did bleed into the regular season where they went 0-5-2. So this kind of plays into the second comment here. And Canucks for life, 9-10. He's more on Kyle's side, okay? Canucks for life, 9-10 says, I want to see our stars play a lot. A lot in the preseason. I think it's essential to develop line chemistry. Individual assessments are one thing, but for us to be successful, we need to play as a team with chemistry established before the season starts. I wasn't necessarily against what the Canucks did in their first preseason game in terms of the ice up the lineup they iced, but I did think that they were going to ice either that Pod Coles and Miller Besser line or the Pedersen, Kuzbenko, Huglander line. I thought we were going to see one of those combinations against Calgary. And then with the rest of the lineup being more AHL worthy. So I was a little bit surprised when that lineup was released. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's we're talking about one preseason game. There's still five other preseason games to go. Again, the Canucks do have a bit of a weird preseason schedule where they have their first three preseason games on the road. Um, and then they have their next, their final three preseason games at home. So the next two preseason games coming up on Wednesday, Thursday, Back to back, I imagine we see pretty much all of the guys who are still on the training camp active roster. Um, all, they all get to suit up probably in at least one preseason game here. And I don't think the Canucks are going to do that again. They're not going to ice another age worthy lineup against a team boasting a top six. Um, I thought Calgary, again, a little strong in their decision to do that. Uh, maybe they needed the confidence boost, but how much they get out of that preseason performance I'm with the first comment from GS Keys. Uh, for those who don't follow NFL, I mean, the Steelers were like the preseason darling this season. And uh, let's just say I don't think it's necessarily worked out for them to start the season. So 
preseason. Don't read too much into it, but read a little bit into it. And that's what we're going to continue to do here on Locked On Canucks. That's another episode in the books. I got it done without Kyle, okay? Well, again, for talking hockey, it's, uh, you know, I could go on for a little while. But again, we appreciate you for tuning in. Coming up this week, do want to talk about the Canucks training camp battles, especially on defense, okay? There are six guys vying for one spot, one roster spot in the defense. I mentioned Tyler Myers and Ian Cole being locks, Quinn Hughes being a lock, uh, and then you got Carson Soucy and Philip Pronick as well. But there's about six guys right now realistically battling for one spot on the Canucks defense. So we're going to dive into that, and then we're going to have some, some takes, uh, some analysis based on the Canucks' uh, other two preseason games this week on Wednesday or Thursday. And we're going to talk about a dark horse guy who maybe, just maybe, might make this team and make uh, one city in particular very, very proud. That's coming up on the show this week here on Lockdown Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. Shout out to Kyle Bowen, who's pushing this to the airwaves. And again, we appreciate the heck out of you for tuning in to Lockdown Canucks.